Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Dara L. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in Philadelphia. Today is Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023. And today we are reading from the big book, page 53, the first paragraph, beginning with logic is great stuff and ending with we don't know. Um, Today's readers are The Twelve Steps, Nancy T., The Twelve Traditions, Evelyn B., The reader of our text will be Ramona A., Rachel P. is reading A Vision for You for us, Nancy P. is our beloved backup, and then our newcomer greeter today is Hoodie R., and Nancy C. will be our second hour host. The reference numbers for yesterday, January 2nd, for our 7 a.m. meeting or 19,808, and for the 10 a.m. meeting, 19,809. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Um, I will now ask Nancy T. to read the 12 steps of OA. Go ahead, Nancy. Thanks, Dara. Nancy T., compulsive overeater, recovered in Lewiston, Idaho. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless. I'm sorry, hold on, my phone did a weird thing. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Who came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity? Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you all, Pat. 
Uh, thank you, Nancy T. I will now ask Evelyn B. to read the 12 traditions of OA. Go ahead, Evelyn. Good morning. This is Evelyn B. from Southeastern Massachusetts, recovered one day at a time. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest the problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I thank you for this opportunity to do service, and I pass. Uh, thank you, Evelyn, for your service. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Although we value everyone's experience, strength, and hope, we also ask that you limit your share to every third day to give others a chance to share as well. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 53, that first paragraph, Logic is Great Stuff, ending with We Don't Know. I will ask Ramona A. to begin reading. Um, go ahead, Ramona. Good morning, everyone. This is Ramona A. in Vermont, a recovered compulsive overeater. I'm very grateful for that. And 
Logic is great stuff. We liked it. We still like it. It is not by chance we were given the power to reason, to examine the evidence of our senses, and to draw conclusions. That is one of man's magnificent attributes. We agnostically inclined would not feel satisfied with a proposal which does not lend itself to reasonable approach and interpretation. Hence, we are at pains to tell why we think our present faith is reasonable, why we think it more sane and logical to believe than not to believe, why we say our former thinking was soft and mushy when we threw up our hands in doubt and said, we don't know. So um, I think about logic in my life, and logic was my life before recovery. Logic was my occupation as an analyst, um, and it was my defense, too. Anytime I was talking with someone and they had a disagreement, you know, disagreed with my thinking or whatever, I could say, well, you're not being logical. Just look at this. This is the way, you know, this is logical. And I did that. I did that. But at the same time, I wasn't being reasonable and I wasn't being logical when it came to my eating, when it came to my um, interacting with people. You know, I still did what wasn't logical. I kept eating in spite of seeing that it was injuring my body. I kept eating when I was hurting on uh, myself and humiliating myself and acting in ways that alienated other people. And that's not logical. That's totally against all that humans need to survive. So finally, I came to OA. Finally, I learned that I needed this relationship with a higher power, with God. And I had it, but I didn't have it in the, the area around food, which sounds also not very logical, you know, to not put my whole life there, if I believe. But I came to understand, finally had the grace to understand, that I really needed God in that area of life, too. And the courage to let go just a little, and just, I've got my fingers pinched together almost, you, can, you can't see, but it's just to say that was how much I was able to let go of my life, my control, my self-will, to say, I'll give it a chance. And then I began to see the evidence, and I could let go a little more, and I saw more evidence, and I could let go a little more until I, you know, for the most part, I say I let go of my life. I give my life completely over to this higher power. And uh, though it's not perfect, perfectly done, you know, that that is what I want. And I see the evidence all the time, every day, and I am recovered, and that is a miracle. I mean, that is that's the greatest evidence in the world. So with that, I pass. Oh, great. Thank you so much, Ramona A., for getting us started. Um, so now I'd love to take a list of names. If you haven't shared Friday or Monday and would like to share on that first paragraph on page 53 of our big book, please press star one to unmute and just say your first name and last initial only so I can hear everyone. Um, go right ahead. Who would like to share? N-W-H. Sheila C. Rena L. Okay. 
So I'll tell you who I got. I got Nancy P, Ken W H, uh, sorry, Sheila C, and Rena L. There was someone who was coming in whose name I didn't catch. If you want to unmute and reintroduce yourself, that'd be great. Did you get Tanya D? I did not get Tanya D. Um, so I got you, Tanya. I think I can take one or two more. Sarah B. Got you, Sarah. And let's go with one more person if you want to. Maureen C. in Chicago. Okay, perfect. Thanks so much. So I got Nancy P., Ken W. H., uh, Sheila C., Rena L., Tanya D., Sarah B., and Maureen C. Go right ahead, Nancy P. Hi, good morning, Derek. Good morning, everybody. Nancy P., recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. Uh, I like logic. I call myself a data-driven chick, although now actually I'm like a data-driven ragged old hen on a kind of a getting kind of old. But trying to have faith in a God that I didn't really believe in wasn't working. And lack of faith wasn't working either. I had to embrace who I am and who I'm not. And I'm not a woman of faith as they describe it in the book. But at the same time, like I live in this gray area. You know, my pain from the life I was living forced me to choose between going on to the bitter end or accepting spiritual help, just like the book says. And when I got to that point, I didn't care about an answer that lent itself to reasonable approach and interpretation. I didn't care about logic. I didn't care about anything. I was beyond that. I was dying. I was burning up with fear and pain and rage and turning into ashes. And I didn't have any more time to try to make faithy, goddish stuff work. I couldn't make it work. I couldn't hope that it worked. It just didn't work. And I had used all the time I ever had jerking around with solutions that didn't work. And the time was now. Yes, I don't know. Yes, yes, I don't know. I embraced it. I didn't know and I wanted the answer. And I have a friend whose son went on exchange to Australia. She showed me a video of him bungee jumping out of a plane that was flying over a really steep canyon in New Zealand. And her son sent the video after the jump, obviously, but what they do is they suit everybody up and they don't let anyone wait. Everyone comes to the door of the plane already harnessed up to the court and they push them out the window. The kids can't change their mind. Oh, my God. That's just what I did to myself. I flung myself out of this plane. No bungee cord, no parachute, no nothing. I just didn't have time to wait any longer. I couldn't change my mind. I was going to get better or I was going to die. And I embraced that too. I didn't care anymore. And when I saw that video, it was really scary. I actually asked my friend if her son was still alive. You know, yes, he is. It was that frightening to watch. And her son is alive and thriving, and I'm alive and thriving. It turned out that jumping out of the plane was the exact solution that I'd been looking for all those years, starting back in 1971. I jumped out, and I left all my pain and fear and rage behind. I surrendered to the void, and I was found. And, you know, that's my that's my thing, you know. Surrender, surrender, surrender. It is the answer to all of my problems. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Nancy P., for your share. Um, Ken WH, you're next, followed by Sheila C. Go ahead, Ken. Thank you. This is Ken WH, <clears throat> recovered uh, compulsive eater from North Carolina. Uh, yeah, and all, uh, logic is great stuff. Um, and... Uh, there's a whole lot of knowledge in the world. I mean, there's more to know than I can even begin to know. <laughs> to even think about what I need to know. Um, and uh, for so long, I just didn't know that I really didn't know um, what it would take for me to be well. And 
And for many, many years, I didn't even know I was sick because I was just living in my disease. And my disease had me convinced that I was just fine. Thank you very much. Just ask me. Um, I knew how to take care of myself. I knew how to think. I knew how to make uh, interpret things. <clears throat> the fact is I've come to know over the years that uh, that, well, you know, you know, when you know that you don't know. And I love that last three words. We don't know. I don't know. I can't know everything. There's just no way. Um, and the book fortunately says that lack of power is my dilemma, dilemma, not lack of knowledge. I've got plenty of knowledge. I know lots of things. I certainly don't know everything. I couldn't tell you how a spaceship gets where it gets. But I do know that I can't eat normally, <laughs> healthily, without power. And that power has to come from somewhere else because I sure don't have it. And uh, that's logical to me. That's imp yeah, just profoundly logical to me. I do not have the power. I know that today. I absolutely know that. And that's step one. Um, if you're new to this thing, let go of what you think you know, because really you don't know. And uh, let let just let this program uh, do its thing do its thing on you and bring you to that place of relationship to a power so much greater, so much wiser than I could ever hope to be. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Uh, thank you, Ken WH, for your share. Sheila C., you're up. You'll be followed by Rena L. Go ahead, Sheila. Thank you. Thank you so much for your service. This is Sheila C. from New York. So grateful to be here. Um, yeah, <laughs> yikes! Logic, uh, the idea of logic, um, intelligence, analysis. This is kind of scary stuff for me because it just oh, very much blocking me from yeah the power, blocking me from the solution. Um, it makes me think of the Jay Walker story. Not not too logical. <laughs> Jay Walker, but I identify with that so much. Okay, let me cross the street over here, you know, or maybe if I zigzag, you know, maybe if I only do it on Tuesdays, it'll be different. So, um, and it is, it's, it's, of course, my, my logic did ultimately help me um, when it was second, you know, and I, I it was the cart, not the horse, you know, um, letting God, letting you guys, letting the program lead, letting my higher power lead and surrendering and um, help me get back here in a way that's full surrender. And I'm so, so grateful on January 1st, I had six months of abstinence and um, it's, it's, it's 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 funny to me because I've come and gone in this program for many many years, and this last time I I got back to the baffled place, and I'm just so grateful in my higher power answering my prayers, always praying like, okay, God, you know, which book, which is, and and I finally heard, you know, like 
still go back to the way you've had neutrality when you're working the program going to so I'm grateful for the bottoms I've had in my life that have opened me up to take the brain take the, the smart girl I think I am put her aside you know you're just discard her altogether and and the ego, that's the other thing. Oh, boy, that's the danger. The ego was blocking me as well. So take the brain, the ego, and um, follow your higher power and participate. That's big for me. Participate, share, um, stay connected. Yesterday I was in a little bit of emotional stress. And it, it crossed my mind just because it's years of leaning on food. But it's just so cool because the opposite comes in right after actually my abstinence that comforts me no you know just eat your dinner go to bed and that's like where i get the comfort because i stay close to my heart power and i could i could communicate honestly with thank you people and ask for help around it because i'm abstinent so thanks for listening i guess thank you sheila c for sharing with us um, Rena L., you're next. You'll be followed by Tanya D. Go ahead, Rena. Thank you. Hi, this is Rena L., recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic from Toledo, Ohio. Um, the comments have been great, and the reading is also one that I love. I, um, I think for so many years that my ostensible logic kept me coming in and out because I just I couldn't feel faith. I couldn't see faith. I couldn't, not that I didn't want it couldn't get it and my brain was getting in the way right like my ideas were getting in the way and um I'm so grateful and maybe I heard it all the years and it didn't seep in or maybe I never heard it before it's hard to ever know (laughs) but two ideas really helped and um it's funny how my lot the person who just last shared about logic working against me and logic working for me but two things um in this past year that really got clear for me which was like the God idea did I see it working for others well, I certainly couldn't deny that the God idea works for a lot of you, right? You tell me that. And I also knew <laughs> that I certainly had faith in other things. I made other things my higher power all the time, and food is just one of them, right? There's a long list <laughs> that I was willing to put faith in other things that, that brought me, that did not give me the life I want, even close. It brought me just pain and desperation. And so I... um the only thing I was left with was to believe that logic must not be for me and there must be something about me, horrible, that it wouldn't work for me. Like that's the down deep truth I got to, that that's what I must have really believed, right? Because I did see it working for all of you. And I'm grateful that for today that I believe that the God idea works, right? And that's been enough for me to move forward with the steps in recovery. So I'm just really grateful to be here and I'm grateful to see that the God idea, and I hear it from you, that it works for all of you, or some of you, or all of you, some, depending on the day, right? I will uh, keep coming back. Thanks. Thank you, Raina L., for your share. Um, so, Tanya D., you're, you're next. You'll be followed by Sarah B. Go ahead, Tanya. Hi, this is uh, Tanya D., recovered compulsive overeater from Illinois, and um, really love this paragraph. Um, I was just thinking about, you know, how I used logic before program. Um, you know, I'd make all these charts and projections, and if I eat this, I will lose this much weight. Um, and, you know, logically, I should be able to have just one. You know, um, I did try logic, and 
you know, kind of just logically applying it without knowledge of what this disease really is. Um, and that obviously didn't work. So, you know, one of the first things I uh, logically learned is that I there was a lot that I didn't know and I didn't understand. And I had to have that, um, you know, humility um, of step one before I could, you know, try the God idea because I was like, what do you mean you're, you know, I can't eat more than one thing. But then when I looked at my experience, I'm like, well, yes, like logically I had failed to control this myself. I tried the things that I thought were logical and they clearly have not been working for me. So maybe um, there is a flaw with my logic and I need to learn. And, uh, you know, I appreciate so much everything I've learned about um, this disease and, and the world in general, because my, you know, I, I had good logic, but I didn't have some knowledge that prevented me from um, applying it well. And as far as, uh, you know, to believe versus not believe, um, the most important thing for me was seeing that it had worked for other people, right? Like, here I was and my best ideas got me here. Uh, and there were people who were telling me that, uh, the God idea worked and they didn't tell me, and here's what you have to believe. They're like, here's what you do to get to where we are, see how it goes, you know? And so I didn't have to kind of believe anything that I hadn't experienced, you know? And so then logically, why wouldn't I try something that somebody else said had worked so well for them? You know, all the things that were described in the big book, um, and uh, and it worked, you know, uh, it really does work. And I'm really grateful to have uh, a relationship with my higher power, uh, not just for relief, you know, from the food, but for uh, life, like, you know, logic, I, I know now that I cannot handle um, kind of life on self will and life on kind of like my logic alone. So there, I don't try to figure everything out. And that for me is also uh, really important. I, um, I figure out like, what is a good thing for me to do? And then I like experience the results. And I don't always know what the results will be. And when I follow people um, who say it's worked for them, the results Time. are usually pretty amazing. Um, thanks for letting me share. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Tanya D, for your share. Sarah B, you're up. You'll be followed by Maureen C. Go ahead, Sarah. Hi, my name is Sarah B. Um, I'm a compulsive overeater from Portland, Maine. Um, I'm just practicing willingness and surrender to be a part of the group, which seems to be a huge piece of surrender to my higher power and getting I have over three weeks absence right now, which is a a really big deal for me. Um, and it's feeling really, really good. Um, I, I don't know what I want to say. I just want to say that somebody said in their share this morning their abstinence comforts them. And... Um, that willingness, I remember I got sober 24 years ago, and I remember hearing a voice in my head saying that I was using at the end, this isn't for you, this is 
but I want to get on my knees one day and um, because I'm carrying so much weight. Um, so I, that's all I had to say and just be willing to share. I'm scared of vision because of the number of people. And I'm just like, okay, well, share. There's, there's room. So, and my sponsor gave me direction to share. The, um, so anyway, um, I'm grateful to keep on uh, working in the steps and looking more to um, more freedom from food. And somebody once said really quickly, in my name, it's Maureen. I want more of everything. And that's like the disease. Like I want more recovery. I want more freedom from uh, thinking um, positive. And anyway, um, God bless everybody and wish you an abstinent day. And again, thank you for the share, Ramona. I pass. Oh, thank you so much, Maureen C., for sharing with us and for your service today. Um, okay, so I'd love to open it up for another list of names. Um, if you'd like to share with us today, please press star 1 to unmute and just give your first name and last initial once um, so that I can hear everybody. Um, who would like to share? Noel J. Patty. Patty W., New hey. York. Man, Corey L. Nancy uh, J. from Illinois. Okay, so let me just tell you who I got. I got Noelle. Um, I got someone B, Patty W., Nancy J., and then someone L. So whose last initial was B? Was it Rachel P.? Ah, uh, yeah, Rachel P. Thank you so much. And then whose last initial was L? Tori. Tori L. G. Tori L and Katie G. So let's go with that. I've got Noelle, Rachel P, Patty W, Nancy J, Tori L, and Katie G. Go ahead, Noelle. Oops, and you'll have to press star one to unmute, Noelle, I think. Thank you so much. I'm Noelle J. Compulsive Overeater, Recover Compulsive Overeater in Philadelphia. Um, really grateful to be here this morning. I, uh, the Recover Compulsive Overeater thing still feels um, like I'm a little girl in my mom's big high heel shoes, but I also recognize it as the truth for me today um, after, you know, just surrendering to this program and my willingness to work the program and it is so true and central to my core in the same way that I am the, I am a compulsive overeater. I am the hardcore compulsive overeater that the big book talks about. Um, the first time I, the first time around on vision, listening to we agnostics, I was kind of like, I'm not agnostic. I'm a woman of faith. Like, I don't know. Just there's so many things, there's so, so many things that before recovery, you could not have told me that I was agnostic, that I was selfish, that, you know, all of these different things that I know to be true about myself and that my higher power is working on in me today, um, I would have been absolutely affronted if you had said those things to me before recovery, but um, it's true. And... I want, I want so badly, I wanted so badly for this to be a logical issue, for my intellect to be able to fix it. And when I came into recovery and I realized that no one cared, no one cares 
about how many degrees I have or how smart I am or, you know, these other things that seem to matter in my communities and out in the world. Just the most humbling, I mean, I'm I'm so grateful to my higher power. I'm so in love with my higher power today and so grateful for the relationship that we have um, and that I am learning that in this, in this process. And again, like the being a woman of faith and, and having a faith tradition um, that I believe deeply in and coming into this program and realizing that I actually didn't have a relationship with my higher power. Um, and it's through my weakness in this program, which is just basic spiritual principle that I've been hearing my whole life um, but that I couldn't see until I until I put down the food. So I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you all for being here. I pass. Thank you so much, Noelle J, for your share. Um, Rachel P, would you like to share with us? You'll be followed by Patty W. Go ahead, Rachel. Good morning. This is Rachel P, a recovered compulsive overeater. I'm in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Um, logic was great stuff. So as I look back at my own story and relate into this paragraph, you know, for me, what I thought was logic, what I thought I was engaging in as logic for years was prejudice. You know, it was as this um, spiritual experience appendix right there, it was contempt prior to investigation. I thought it was logic, but it was actually prejudice. It was contempt prior to investigation. And, um, you know, for me, um, my notion for years of my life was there's no proof of a God, of a higher power greater than me. Therefore, there is no power. That was my logic, right? And from there, I just shut down. I completely shut down. Um, and then, you know, as a result of certain things that happened in my life, um, my my mind opened up a little bit and things shifted and it went from, you know, there is, there definitively is no God to, well, who am I to know? And there is no proof and there probably is no God. And again, that was prejudice. And it got to the point where, you know, just under five years ago, I was so beat down by the disease, I had to exercise some humility. And it had to shift from, you know, there's no proof, there's no God, to, you know, I don't know, but there's probably no God, too. I don't know, and who am I to say? Because I've been so beat down by the realities of this disease, which I know each and every one of you understand, um, that I, I had to exercise some humility. I had to open my mind to a solution because I was just so out of ideas. I was so out of ideas and, 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 and then that, that step in, you know, starting to come to meetings and, and listen and have an open mind to what other people were sharing, you know, shifted the way that I, I exercised or practiced, you know, this, this, uh, this term logic, um, you know, and it, then it became, you know, I don't have all the answers and these people do. So maybe I'll try 
what they're trying. And, and that was the point where I actually started to, to engage in logic was, um, you know, it became, I don't know, therefore I will listen. Therefore I will do the thing anyway. You know, I'll work the steps anyway, even though, you know, I still have a lot of doubts and fears um, and, and self getting in the way I'm going to do it anyway. And, and, and that, thank you. And that has still served me um, as I continue and, and through having a spiritual awakening. So I'll pass with that. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel P. Um, Patty W., you're up, followed by Nancy J. Go ahead, Patty. Hi, good morning, everyone. My name is Patty W. from New York, and I'm so grateful to be here today. I've been coming to this meeting for one year today, and today's my one-year anniversary, and I could just cry. I just have so much gratitude because, um, you know, I was desperate when I hit bottom last year and to come in and listen to you all practically every day Well, while I'm getting ready for the day and, and um, getting my food ready and just listening, um, you know, has got me to one year off sugar and white flour and, um, you know, overeating and thinking that my solution was looking for the solution and the ease and comfort in the food versus what you all say here, you know, is finding that, relationship with the higher power that will give me that ease and comfort and reliance on that higher power and you know my sponsor I'm so grateful for her she's very much into the big book and um, you know she gave me the set aside prayer and I pray it sincerely every morning you know to set aside everything I think I know you know that logic and, you know, to, so that I can be open for a near, new experience and to see the truth, you know, and what is the truth. And not have I only lost the weight, you know, lost weight in this program, you know, but the weight, the physical weight, but I'm losing the weight of the resentments, losing the weight of the fears, you know, I feel lighter inside, um, you know, it's being what these resentments due to my spirit and how I lived unconsciously in that and you know God in his goodness is freeing me and he's using you guys to do that so that every morning you know for almost two hours I'm listening and listening and and taking it in and having the faith that what you say is true because my way no longer worked and and now I have the desire, I, I'm on my ninth step, and I have the desire to want to carry this message to everyone, you know, that who God puts in my path, you know, so I want to be of service. So, you know, so much gratitude I have, and I really thank you all for for showing up every day, all those the same voices and new voices that I hear that you share your experience, strength, and hope, and how you develop this, you know, relationship with this power that, you know, solves our problem, our common problem. So with that, thank you guys. I love you. Bye. Uh, thanks, Patty W., for your sharing. Congratulations on a year. Nancy J., you're up. You'll be followed by Tori L. Go ahead and share with us, Nancy. 
Hello, this is Nancy J. from Geneva, Illinois. And this paragraph is so amazing because what this paragraph is telling us is how by using your senses, you can draw the conclusion uh, that it's actually a reasonable, sensible, uh, provable to have faith, to believe. And when it talks here about examining the evidence of our senses and to draw conclusions, well, what are the senses? We look back at, if you look back at Bill's story and how Bill himself came to the conclusion of faith and of a power greater than ourselves, Bill's story, the first chapter of the book, in in there, Ebby Thatcher appears and Bill He says in Bill's story, he sees, he hears, he looks, he looks at at Ebby, his friend who came to tell him uh, about recovery, essentially. And he says, at long last, I saw, I felt, I believed. And these senses that we use that that are God-given, they enable us to look around, look at people in the fellowship and identify with people who have recovery in the fellowship and say, yes, I want what I want, what I see. I want what I hear. Uh, I want the recovery that this person has. And I now have hope. And that, that gives people the idea that recovery is obtainable and it's, makes our program so magnificent. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Uh, Thank you so much, Nancy J., for your share. Um, Tori L., you're up. You'll be followed by Katie G. Go ahead, Tori. Good morning. Excuse me. My name is Tori L. I'm a compulsive overeater from North Carolina. I'm so grateful to be here. I uh, am a newcomer. To this program, I am still uh, I'm still struggling sometimes, but uh, the older I get, sometimes the more I think I don't know. When I was young, I was raised in a Christian household. I was so sure of God or, or God of my understanding. I was taught about a personal relationship with a God, but as my life progressed. I found that I felt that God deserted me when, in fact, later on, much later on, I found out that I was the one who deserted God. I have 29 years in another fellowship. And uh, logic is great stuff. I often need to apply intellect over emotion. I am an emotional person. I need to rein in my sensitivity and not always live in my feelings. But my faith is so much a part of me now. Um, I feel like I know what I know. I see a higher power working in my life. Uh, Reaching food neutrality, I feel like, how can it be anything but God? Because I tried everything. I did the sleeve. I went the surgery route. And for me, it worked until it didn't that allergy and obsession of mine came back. I don't have logical cement block, scientific, 
flow chart evidence that a God of my understanding exists, but all I know is letting a God of my understanding lead, my life gets so much better. I saw it in other people. I'm seeing it in myself. And with that, I pass. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Tori L., so much for being here, and thank you for your share. Um, Katie G., go right ahead and share with us. Good morning, Zara. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G., recovered in Boston, compulsive eater. I want to say welcome to those who are new and coming out of relapse. Welcome home. Um, Yeah, I loved logic, but for me, um, logic was really you know, my ego and so much of this program makes absolute no sense. I remember when I came into the rooms the first time, I was like, what does ketchup with sugar in it have to do with God? Like, it just didn't make sense. And I depended on the lowercase p that it talks about, the power of reason. And I wanted to be smart and I wanted to be seen and, um, you know, for me, that's been a crushing blow <clears throat> in my own recovery. Um, a year ago, my logic, you know, was something that I loved to the point of losing 15 pounds, eating abstinently, but not following abstinence, which includes addictive food behaviors. And my logic was I needed exercise to be okay, and it was my God, you know, and that got me crushed by a self-imposed crisis I could not postpone or evade, which just meant, you know, all the stuff that my sponsor was saying to me, I finally didn't care. I literally didn't care. Whatever she asked me to do was right, And and, and for some reason, I did it. And it's about, for me, it's actually, I don't have anything to learn. I have everything to unlearn, right, to unlearn all my bias against Overeaters Anonymous, all my bias about exercise, all my bias about I'm lovable if I'm a certain weight or I'm lovable if I do this amount of exercise. You know, and and as a recovered woman just for today, I still get blocked by my thinking, right? Like a problem comes and I'm like, let me go into a deserted barn and think. Let me just think, 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 think and rationalize and da-da-da. You know what the solution is? Like a thousand times in the first 164 pages, ask God for help, look at where I'm blocked and help others. When I first heard that I had to help others, I was like, that is the silliest thing I've ever heard. I cannot help others. I have to fix myself, right? That self-reliance, that woman who doesn't want to ask for help because of my ego. I have to tell you the solution today. If you're new, the solution for us on this line today is helping you intensively, supporting you so that you too can have neutrality from the obsession around food, anorexia, whatever your thing is, and to get to God. Time. So thank you so much. I'm going to continue, God willing. Amen. Thank you so much, Katie G., for your share. Um, so some, I got a little text message that Kelly S. had been trying to share. 
Kelly S., are you on the line, and do you want to share with us now? Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> go ahead, Kelly. Yeah, thanks. Sorry, I didn't hear you. Just go right ahead and share. That's okay. You know, I go, um, maybe I'm just not meant to share. Okay, this is uh, Kelly S., recovered compulsive eater and bulimic in uh, Oklahoma. <clears throat> I'm excited I get to share on this paragraph because, um, you know, my thing, like a lot of people were sharing, is, the whole logic thing. And I was always trying to make sense of this God thing. And before I could start the program, which is just crazy, because here's the thing. I never had to make sense of my disease. I just did it anyway. It didn't make sense that I was uh, over 125 pounds overweight. It didn't make sense that I was binging and purging five, 10 times a day, ended up 20 pounds overweight. It didn't make sense that I was in these rooms for 30 something years and not following instructions. None of that made sense. Guess what? I just did it anyway. I didn't have to understand it. I just did it. So why do I have to understand this God thing? And I love that somebody brought up the whole God idea. You know, I don't know about God, but this God idea seemed to work, right? And it's like um, we think it more sane and logical to believe and not to believe. Why? Whatever I was doing was not working. So I didn't have this, like, childish faith that, oh, maybe this program is going to work for me. Maybe I'm going to have hope. I've been around for 30-something years. I was pretty much out of hope. I had that little spark, little teeny thing of this, maybe I'm seeing it work in you guys, right? I don't know. I don't know. So it wasn't because, oh, I think I'll try this God idea. No, it was like, I don't know what else to do. I was out of options. And then I heard you guys on the line. I, I heard people in the meeting who had what I wanted, who'd been around for decades like me, who had my story and who said, hey, guess what? I worked these steps in spite of my doubt in spite of my trying to make sense of all this crap, just do the freaking program. Just take the action. Just do it. Don't make sense of it. Nothing else in my life ever made sense. I did drugs, alcohol, sex, you name it. None of that makes sense, right? I don't understand this God thing, but guess what? It works. Started working the steps. Put the food down 100%, black and white, <clears throat> whatever. Didn't make sense, but I did it. Took me 30-something years to understand that. Did it, did it. Worked the steps. This God idea, it works, you know? I don't know. I don't know. But I know that you guys showed me. You showed me. You didn't tell me. You demonstrated it through your recovery. And so today I'm so grateful that I had quit making, quit trying to make sense of it. I don't understand it, but it works. And today I have food neutrality. I'm maintaining normal body weight. I'm in a recovered body, mind. I'm helping other people. I'm living a life of spiritual principles. What? What? How the heck did this happen to me? Just quit asking questions. Do the work. Do what you're supposed to do. Get this relationship with this higher power, the big capital P. You know, and that was the thing. It's not about food. It's not about weight. It's not about any of that other stuff. It's about working the steps so we can get this relationship with God so we can learn to do this life thing. It takes a lot for me to be a function, functioning human adult, sort of functioning most time. At least I'm grateful to be abstinent and do the deal. And thanks, Dara. Glad for that little birdie. I'm glad I passed. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Kelly S., for taking us out. Great shares all around. Thank you to everyone who shared today and everyone who did service on the meeting. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing um, with Nancy C. Um, all right, so the share ID for today, January 3rd, is 19,812. That's for this 7 a.m. meeting. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Um, so, Rachel P., will you please read a vision for you for us? 
This is Rachel P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Pennsylvania. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as we trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Great, thanks.